This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. Well, the New Hampshire primary has now come and gone. I'll take a look back at something about former President Trump's victory that didn't get a lot of mention in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now our friend Mike Lindell has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to be worn indoors and outdoors all day long, and I wear them exactly like that. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new my slippers. The my slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So, Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including those fabulous Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and those fabulous MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Over there at Newsmax, where, yes, full disclosure, I am a contributor, is this interesting and telling headline coming out of the New Hampshire primary. Quote, Trump sets record for most votes in New Hampshire primary, unquote. The story reports that Trump's Tuesday victory, quote, set a record for most votes received in the state's presidential primary, unquote. The Trump total was 163,713 votes. The previous record holder was on the Democrat side, with Vermont's favorite socialist, Senator Bernie Sanders, getting 152,000 in his 2016 race against Hillary Clinton. The rest of the field on the Republican side on this score is as follows, and I'm going to go all the way back to Dwight Eisenhower's two runs in 1952 and 1956, so you can get a real feel for this. In 2016, Donald Trump had 100,406. 2012, Mitt Romney, 95,669. 2008, John McCain, 88,713. 2004, George Bush, 53,962. 2000, it was John McCain, 115,490. In 1996, Pat Buchanan, 56,874. In 1992, George H.W. Bush, 92,271. 1988, George H.W. Bush, 59,290. 1984, Ronald Reagan, 65,033. 1980, Ronald Reagan, 72,886. 1976, Gerald Ford, 55,156. Richard Nixon in 1972, 79,239. Richard Nixon again in 1968, 80,666. 1964, Henry Cabot Lodge, 33,007. 1960, Richard Nixon on his first run, 65,204. In 1956, Dwight Eisenhower, 56,464. And in 1952, Dwight Eisenhower, 46,661. Again, Donald Trump's total was 
163,713 votes. All of which is to say, there's a message in this particular Trump victory, I think. And that message being that the Trump popularity, on, which is on visible display at all those rallies, not to mention on election day lines that election day voting sites in the cold of both New Hampshire and Iowa before that, they mean something. That something is that the enthusiasm for his remaining opponent, ex-South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, and before that, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, simply isn't there. Haley can stay in the race as long as she wants and is able, but winning is clearly not going to be coming in her direction. The question at this point is, why? Why has Haley and DeSantis and the others before her failed utterly to overtake former President Trump? The answer, it would seem to be clear, is that Haley and the others are simply, make that merely, candidates. Former President Trump, it should be clear to all by now, is not just a candidate. Trump is a movement. Only a serious, energized political movement could produce Trump's New Hampshire numbers or his blowout 30-point victory over DeSantis in Iowa. When Trump came down that Trump Tower escalator in 2015, few, if any, could see that the New York celebrity billionaire builder was going to lead a decidedly serious political movement that would upend the way the American political swamp did business. Clearly, and she is not alone, Nikki Haley still doesn't get it. Here is this typical Haley approach to Trump, as reported by the Associated Press recently. It's dated Bluffton, South Carolina. And it's an AP story, as I say. And it starts out, Nikki Haley argued Monday, former President Donald Trump causes too much, quote, chaos, unquote, to be successful in a second White House term, reiterating her argument about the GOP frontrunner at a large town hall in her home state of South Carolina, unquote. So you got that? Cleaning the Washington swamp and its good old boy and girl way of doing business is just too important to be disrupted and cleaned up. And any attempt to clean it up is guilty of bringing chaos. In short, Nikki Haley is making it plain that if elected, she intends to be one more swamp creature, going along to get along to just be a good old girl in the club that is the Washington swamp. No draining the swamp for her because that brings chaos. Back there in the Reagan era, when I was working for President Reagan in the White House, the president nominated Judge Robert Bork for a Supreme Court seat. Judge Bork was a decided conservative, seriously well qualified for the job, an academic and judicial star. He was, to say the least, not a fan, much less a member of the swamp. And within hours of his nomination by President Reagan, all hell broke loose as the Washington swamp turned on Judge Bork in a blink. Why? Because Robert Bork had a long record of taking on the swamp establishment. In his book, The Tempting of America, The Political Seduction of the Law, written after the uproar surrounding the defeat of his nomination, Judge Bork wrote this, quote, the public campaign to defeat my nomination designed to influence senators through public opinion polls consisted of a systematic distortion of my academic writings and my judicial record, and it must be said, employed racial and gender politics of a most pernicious variety. The ferocity of the attack, the ideological stance of the assailants, and the tactics they used 
all showed that the opposition knew they were fighting over more than one judge. They were fighting for control of the legal, legal culture. My nomination was, he said, merely one battleground in a long-running war for control of our legal culture, which in turn was part of a larger war for control of our general culture, unquote. Well, bingo. And all these years later, that war has only gotten worse. All you have to do is ask Justice Brett Kavanaugh, which is exactly why the war on Donald Trump in the legal and media establishments, to name but two, is so intense. And as was true with Judge Bork, anyone who is capable of taking on the swamp will be targeted. Thus it is that former President Trump's determined focus on draining the swamp results in what swamp dwellers see, as Nikki Haley calls it, chaos, refusing to do business as usual in the swamp. The thinking here is that Trump's decidedly evident movement is not going to let Haley win. They will turn out en masse to elect their champion. And as seen in the Iowa caucuses and now the New Hampshire results, they mean business. So stay tuned. For the word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news and views, and I'll talk to you next week.